Alright guys, welcome back to In The Zone, the podcast where we talk all about MLW news notes from around it. Hi guys, I'm Declan or Mallard Y, um, or you can find me as Trevor Bond Enthusiast. Um, and today we have none other than a seven-time MVP, a six-time World Series champion, um, a five-time Cy Young Award winner, um, I believe I got that right, um, and of course uh, two, three American League division titles. Um, Kyle Schultz, uh, Kyle, how you doing? Doing well, man. How are you? I'm doing good. Um, so first off, thank you for coming on. Um, obviously you're, uh, the greatest MLW player of all time. Um, don't even try to be humble about it. Everyone knows it. <laughs> um, obviously. I, I appreciate it, man. I've been doing it a long time. I mean, uh, it's probably a little easier when, uh, you know, you get to, have your own field uh, in your front yard as an advantage. Um, right, right. Yeah, uh, so obviously, um, let's just get right into it. Obviously, uh, so you're the commissioner. You've been the commissioner for 11 years. Uh, you're coming up on your, or I guess, I guess this will be your 12th season of MLW. Um, technically, yep, yep. just started in 2009, um, you know, without no filming. Um, and filming started in 2010. Um, but obviously, you know, going into the 12th season, there's a, you know, rule changes, they've been implemented, um, you know, the draft's coming up, just how excited are you as a player and also as a commissioner to see, um, MLW progressing, uh, this much? Oh man, it's, it's crazy. Um, you know, I, I say this every year, but this year I, I truly believe it's going to be the best season of MLW ever just with how much talent is in the league now and you know this will be the second time we have a draft and the youtube channel is doing as as good as it's ever been um yeah i'm just super excited to you know not only administrate this league but also play in it like obviously the wildcats had a good year last year but we're looking to come back and you know win a world series this year um i is around the league i've been talking to everybody this offseason like excitement's at an all-time high and it's just so cool for me to see and you know, it shows me that, like, you know, all my hard work's paying off, but, like, with the videos last year and with everything that's going on in MLW and working on some, like, public events and tournaments, that's still in the works, obviously. So um, the state of MLW is really good, and it's, it's looking off for, for the summer. I'm super, super excited. Yeah, as a fan, um, it, it I can't wait. Um, you know, I've been talking to a lot of uh, fan pages, too. Uh, we're all really excited to finally uh, kick off. It's been – it feels like a long off season, but, you know, December – was the last video upload, um, I guess, for the season. Uh, obviously, you've still been grinding um, on uh, tournament videos. Um, you know, uh, I, anyway, uh, take, t actually, that's a good. That's another good question. I know you talked about it a little bit, but um, how, how is video editing, like, has it been better um, than what it usually is? Because you're usually, you know, always on the grind trying to get, uh, an upload out every week. Right, right. Oh, Declan, let me tell you, my summers are a grind. It's every day, 24-7. I'm thinking about the video. I'm editing every single day, pretty much. Um, but of course, um, pretty much since like December, it's lightened up a little bit. I've been taking some time for myself, um, you know, you know, thinking about what I can improve the next season, you know, not editing every single day, taking a little bit of time in between. Um, the tournament videos, they take a little bit of a while to edit, but, you know, not as grueling. There's not, like, so, like a super harsh deadline of when I need to get them out. 
like usually during like the fall with the playoff videos, like I always really try to get them out on like those Thursdays and Fridays, but you know, not really the case with the tournament videos. So, um, you know, it's been a lot, it's a little bit more relaxed like this winter because the summer and fall is, was definitely a grind for me. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, I, I very much appreciate, uh, every, everything that you do for the league. It's really awesome. Um, you know, meeting you in person, that was fun too. Um, you know, uh, you guys are all really, really nice people in person, too. You're not, you know, stuck-up mm-hmm. people who are uh, letting everything go to their heads. But, uh, you know... Yeah, yeah, I appreciate it, man. We we just want to always put on, like, good events for everybody. And, you know, in that Illinois tournament, that was a great example of it. I mean, everybody that went on our end had a really good time, and I think everybody that played in it as well, too, had a really good time. So that was one of my fondest memories of 2020, I'd say. Yeah, um, and... So you talked about being the commissioner of MLW, but you know this year was also a great year for you. Um, you won the MVP, uh, well deserved. Um, my opinion, I voted you for Cy Young, uh, and then uh, you hit three hundred eight uh, with a uh, one. You hit a twelve forty four OPS, uh, seven twelve slugging, and an on base percentage of five thirty two with an ERA, I believe, at point five nine. I could be wrong about that. Yeah, man, I don't know. I just, I just, I just go out there and I just play with ball and the stats, the stats or whatever they are. I just, I don't know. I take one at bat at a time as a hitter and as a pitcher, and I guess, I guess I just turn out to have a good season this year. Yeah, um, and uh, good thing to know here too. You also had the second highest OPS behind uh, Jimmy Norp of people who actually played uh, more than uh, ten games because Jonah Heath didn't play that many games. Um, but anyway, getting away from uh, my little self. Uh, talking about stats too many times. Um, so, obviously, this year was a great year, as you talked about it, for the Wildcats. Um, you guys won the American League pennant. You guys won mm-hmm. the American League division with the uh, best record in the in the regular season uh, by a game against the Predators, um, or the Predators were a game behind you. Um, was it good to be back to uh, your old self because 2019 was not an ideal year? No, yeah, for sure. Yeah. 2019 was, was weird just in terms of, like, we're losing a lot of close games, which never really used to happen, and we didn't have, like, a great core. Like, picking up Sailor was huge for us. We got kind of got, like, our mojo back, and then Kelly, of course, getting on base like he usually does, getting back to, like, his 2018 self, and I pitched a lot better this year. I didn't, I feel like in 2019, like, I was just hanging a lot of pitches, and I wasn't very, like, um, precise on the mound, and taking some innings off, like, I, I was just not very satisfied, so I made that a huge point of emphasis going into 2020, I think it paid off, and, you know, moving forward, like, we'll have Sailor back, um, I received a text from Aguilar saying he'll be a lot more available this summer, so I'm really excited about that, um, and we'll obviously, like, have a draft, a draft pick as well, too, so, um, definitely a big step up from 2019 last year, and we're just, we're just, you know, looking to keep it going here. Yeah, um, and, you know, kind of stepping back to your commissioner role here, um, you know, it just got announced um, about the um, about you know there's only going to be seven people on a roster. There's two reserves and five actives, and so much I I was a part of like there was so many people were blowing up about this. Like this is um, easily going to affect the Eagles the most, um, and maybe leak into some other teams like the Magic. Um, and a few other teams that have a little more stacked rosters. Um, but is there any reason why you guys came to this decision? Um, yeah, a couple. Just to be more transparent with the fans, um, putting it all on the list on our website, that's like we're updating in real time. Um, it's something we never really had, and 
it was an idea me and Daniel came up with maybe like a month or two ago just to make sure the fans are always informed on like who's who stands with who, who's active, who's considered a sub and who's like below that level. Um, you know, as we become more saturated in, in terms of like the draft and teams having a lot of players, um, it's important to know like um, who makes the cut, who doesn't make the cut. And then if you don't make the cut, then you're obviously available to be picked up by another team. So having this system in place where it's like five actives, two subs, and then any anyone beyond that's like unrestricted, it kind of it's kind of as a result as like as these new wave of players keep coming in each year because we don't want one team to like restrict you know eight to ten guys on a team when another team has like three or four that would be looking to add players. So that was pretty much like the main like reasoning for it. Right, and with this rule, uh, you also kind of snuck in uh, the term free agency, uh, which I found very, very exciting. Um, and uh, is it just going to be like classic free, agent, free agency, like it's just going to be like you can pick up a player and then, um, or... Uh, yeah, it's just like another word for you're not, you're not binded to the team. Mm-hmm. Um, you're pretty, think of it as like you're, you're a high school kid and you're... Um, you're looking at college and a bunch of coaches are recruiting you and ultimately the kid gets to make the choice of where he wants to go. That's pretty much like what it is. Like once you're outside of that seven, then you can pretty much go to a team that wants you. And if you have multiple offers, then obviously like the the, the player will obviously have the choice to, to do what he wants to do. Right. And I, I absolutely love this rule um, because I know Drew has been, you know, really, really uh, sad about the Gators or I'm sorry, the Eagles ha- or the gate, uh, the D-backs and the Magic picking up uh, LJ and Jonah. Um, he was really mad about that. Right, right, right. It's kind of like uh, the Liam Jackson, Jonah Heath rule. You could say no midseason ads. You got to be on the spreadsheet before uh, before the draft. That's like another thing we're adding this year. I mean, literally, you have to be on the spreadsheet because uh, you yeah. now have a spreadsheet um, for active players. Um, but obviously, um, going just. Going back um, to, you know, uh, uh, an interesting topic that I would that I wanted to talk to you about was um, twenty eighteen because uh, I, I I've talked about this multiple times, but I do think it's probably the best uh, hitting season, um, probably possibly ever considering the talent back then. Um, twenty thirteen was uh, no doubt uh, the best one uh, on paper, um, but. Like, was there anything in 2018 that just clicked? I mean, you obviously won the World Series. You won your sixth MVP. You won the Triple Crown for the fourth time. Um, but, I mean, what did anything just work, I guess? Um, actually, yeah, I think the first thing that comes to my mind is that, like, I probably, out of anybody, have the most experience of playing, like, multiple um, formats of football. Like, I've played in other leagues, and I've played in tournaments that are, have different um, pitching distances, longer pitching distances, like, bigger fields and stuff like that. So when we moved from Colts Field to the Meadows in 2018, I was more accustomed to playing at a new format in, like, a new field than everybody else. So, like, at the plate, I would just see the ball a lot better. Um, it was a longer, um, you know, mound to home distance, but I was able to lock in a little bit better than everybody else. I would say just, like, maybe my experience was the main thing that set me apart that year, and that's probably why the stats followed. I would just say just because I had, like, I was, I was, ex- um, I was exposed more types of whiff ball at that point, like, in comparison to everybody else. Yeah, that was uh, a great season. I mean, uh, I don't think we'll ever see something like 2018 ever again. Um, and, you know, you can talk about the Seahawks series, but 
honestly, everybody else had the same exact, uh, it was the same exact play, like playing field. If you wanted to hit against the Seahawks, you could hit against the Seahawks. So, in my opinion, back, like... Yeah, back then the Seahawks were kind of like everybody's, like, like stat-padding series team. Like, everybody knew everybody knew the deal when the Seahawks were coming to town, and you'd have a chance to hit, like, you know, six homers in a series and pad your stats, so... I mean, we don't, we obviously don't have that that uh, luxury anymore, just with every team being so balanced. Yeah, honestly, that's probably why MLW is so you know entertaining now. Um, and uh, do you do you like um, having like uh, I don't know if this was ever a thing, but um, it it seems to me like from what I heard in predominance that possibly teams could have been going easier on other teams. So is that something you ever did back in the day? Um, what do you mean, like when uh, the the Eagles felt bad for the Preds losing? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, in that in that circumstance, I think it was just because like everything was already clinched, so the last game of the year didn't matter. So the Eagles like let them win in twenty thirteen, whatever, for a single game. But I mean, that's it's obviously not the case now. Like guys are so competitive, no one's no one's giving up wins. It's so competitive to make the play, especially now with like not every team making the playoffs. Like that even more solidifies everybody trying every single game and heightening the importance of every regular season game. So, yeah, I mean, that's a that's a thing of the past for sure. Yeah, um, and just how how do you feel, like, with how MW has grown, like, throughout the past years? Like, are you, like, just really, really happy with uh, everything that has happened? You know, the fans have gotten in, you know, um, fan pages have occurred. Uh, are you just really, really happy with where where, where it's going right now? I'm yeah, man. I'm I'm happy with where it's gone, but I'm definitely not satisfied. I obviously knew there's a lot more work to do and potential that we have. So, I mean, if you get to this point and you're satisfied, I feel like you know, like you have no purpose. You gotta you gotta keep going. You can't be satisfied with where you're at in terms of like viewership and excitement levels and traveling and scaling the tournaments and the whole regional tournament system and national tournament circuit system. We have like our goals mm-hmm. of that. I mean, you, you can't be satisfied at this point. But I'm definitely very grateful for all the fans and all the fan pages like that that honestly blows my mind but like you know you guys are yeah i mean you have a thousand instagram followers on instagram right for the uh for just having a fan page about mlw like that's insane to me like i i can't thank like fans like you enough for caring so much about like the videos i post and all the instagram content and just mlw as a whole so like super happy with the fandom that's come with it but i mean it's just it's just yeah it's incredible to see yeah i I mean honestly uh like it's honestly awesome like what i see um and uh i honestly i was not the first one to uh make one of these um but uh you know i've spoken to pretty much the original guy uh mlw wiffle fan uh ryan uh he was like i guess like the first one that actually like stuck with it um Mm -hmm. And honestly, like, I just talk about it with him a lot, and it's it's awesome, like, how much it's grown. Um, and uh, the graphics have improved. Uh, there's a lot There's a lot of people that have uh, graphics that just blow my mind. I mean, MLW Now, uh, I know uh, you've posted about uh, his stuff. That, like, it's just awesome what MLW has turned into at this point. Oh, 100%. I totally agree. And, and kids making, like... You know, YouTube videos now, you have that Nickens guy who I'm a big fan of who's making, like, 30-minute videos with great analysis and all this stuff. I mean, it's it's incredible to see it's all the stuff that's come about. 
yeah, I, I'm a huge I'm a huge fan of anybody uh, who does it. It's it, it's awesome uh, to see MLW blow up like this. But uh, you know, go, going forward, um, you know, for the MLW season, uh, what are you looking forward to the most? I am looking forward to having a full season of just great wiffle ball enhanced um, videos. Um, I have a lot of like little things I'm tweaking, so I'm very excited to like put those into into fruition this summer. As well as traveling more. Hopefully, restrictions are a little bit less. Um, you know, in terms of like our tournaments and public events, uh, I've been working on these for a while now, and hopefully, they you know they come they come to actually happen. Um, we've got a bunch of stuff in the works, but I'd say the, the biggest thing I'm excited about is just, you know, getting back together with the boys because, you know, everybody knows like we're all in different colleges and high schools all across the state of Michigan and even a little bit in Ohio now. So, um, just getting together again with the guys who I haven't seen in months, honestly, since like the summer for a lot of them and just playing with ball, like the game we all played growing up, it's, it's nothing changes in terms of that, but that's, that's what I'm most excited about. Just getting back to playing the game we all love. Yeah, um, and obviously there's a lot to look forward to with MLW, but, I mean, you talked about just tweaking things with the graphics um, or the videos, um, and, you know, everybody everybody has, has, you know, told me or they've reiterated to other people they want two videos a week, um, and I've, I've not, I've always told them, like, that is so stressful on Kyle, like, That'd oh yeah, so putting that surface, that's definitely not happening for anybody yeah. that wants it. I'm sorry, but it's just not humanly possible. Yeah, I, I know. And it's, it's, it's just not smart on our end. I mean, you look at it this year where it's like we extended our season's videos all the way to December, and now you look at it and you're like, wait, MLW's already back within like two months? Like, that, there's like no off-season, it felt like. And that's exactly what we designed it for. I mean, we, we pretty much extended our season, uh, you know, like nine months in terms of the whole year. We have like the two tournament videos and Right before you know it, the, the the next thirty for thirty is going to come out in the draft, and then you're right back into the season. But if I if I rush to get every video out, then you're going to have like a super long off season. You're not going to like it. You're going to forget about MLW. You're going to forget about all the cool things that happen. So it's it's definitely all by design, and it, it takes a lot of work to get one of those videos out. So one a week, one a week, everybody. Yeah. Um. Personally, I started really. So I originally started watching in uh, 2017 World Series. Uh, funny thing is, I became a Mallard fan because I didn't like the color red, so I went with green. Um, but <laughs> hey, man, that's fine with me. That's fine with me. Um, but going into 2018, I actually got pretty involved. Um, and uh, you know, speaking from like what you just talked about, the off season, uh, it was really, really boring sitting there from like because. The same time the World Series was coming out, I was like going into school, um, and the best part was was when Zach made the catch. I was on the bus, um, mm -hmm. and as a Mallards fan, that was uh, devastating. Um, but <laughs> at least we still won that game. And uh, Noah took a yard like two times with should have been three. Um, right. And then yeah, uh, I, I remember that vividly. Yeah. Uh, sorry to bring that back up, but. Uh, <laughs> Obviously, it it ended like late August, um, and videos were kind of you know slim. Obviously, uh, tournaments weren't you know. Obviously, you had the wiffle and the mitten, but tournaments weren't as I guess um, dominant. Yeah, we just, we just we just didn't have as many. Yeah. Yeah, um, and you know, obviously, like the next year, uh, 
October. That's mostly because you transformed the league into six from six teams into uh, eight teams, and then you had to film more series. Um, and then the postseason was also um, a little more difficult because in 2017, like you didn't film every single uh, or you didn't edit every single video um, if it was a three game series for um, you know semifinals, pretty much. Um, and yeah, 20, 2017 and eighteen, we would just film games one and three, I believe, and then game two would be exclusively on Instagram Live. And then I think as of twenty nineteen, that's when we started to like uh, record every single game, put every single game on YouTube. Yep. Yeah. Um. It, actually, that was something that I was interested about because I, I didn't have like um Instagram back back in twenty eighteen, so I was just kind of flipping through the comment sections, but. There were so many people asking for three games. So, like in twenty eighteen, you, I, I honestly still like the format of one and three, and then we can just do the game two on Instagram Live because I feel like that takes a little more pressure off of you editing. Um, but I mean, what what kind of came to that conclusion, pretty much? Oh no, I like it where it's now, where it's we put every single game on. Okay, um, but uh, I was expecting like a huge thing, uh, but um, pretty much. So I, I honestly like just two because um, I feel like it's easier to get involved if you're just watching one video and then you watch, um, you know, you just watch one video, you watch two games, and then you see how you like it. Um, but I like three games too because honestly. Um, Honestly, like, it gets you more involved with, like, how MLW's actually, like, laid out. Like, it's not like other wiffle ball leagues where you actually have to run bases in MLW. Um, in terms of other MLW, in terms of other wiffle ball leagues in fast pitch, you can't run bases. So, I, I really like how it's, like, aligned. And we don't see pegs that much anymore, but um, that's also, like, a cool little thing that I think a lot of people enjoy, too. All right, and we had a technical difficulty with my phone. It uh, went crazy on me like Drew's computer. Um, but uh, anyways, um, getting back into it. Um, Kyle, so obviously, um, talk about the earlier years of MLW. Um, you know, you uh, really built it from the ground up. I mean, uh, it was, you pretty much started YouTube as, I mean, I want to say like the first real wiffle ball uh league on youtube um because obviously you had the fast pitch wiffle ball leagues like uh golden stick fast flash plastic uh they were still you know um in their prime years um but you know how did it grow from you know just one day you decided to you know film a video and then uh now it's you know gone from zero subscribers all the way to almost 200 200,000 yeah, well, I, I'd say I drew a lot of inspiration from a league called FT Wiffle, who was pretty much um, a league out of, like, New Jersey, and they kind of did the same thing, but they really only filmed, like, one and a half seasons, and they stopped when they all went to college. So, like, in 2010, there was really no league after that to do what we're doing, so I pretty much thought, you know, I might as well just record, you know, me, Daniel, Tommy, 
Rachel and Brendan, us playing wiffle ball in our in our summers in our front yard, like just having fun. And you know, we just got a, a family video camcorder that previous spring, so it just made a lot of sense. We were just having fun. And then you know, over the years, I mean, I just had a passion for video editing, and you know, I I'm a big fan of like you know sport media, and I'm a, I'm a sport management major right now, so I've always had a great love for sports and you know managing sports teams, leagues, and whatnot. So. Um, and I, inter- I think it's just a, a mix of passion and hard work, honestly, from everybody involved in MLW. Mm-hmm. Like, no, obviously, nothing, none, none of this is possible if I didn't have that core group of guys back then, like my brothers and my neighbors, and then the, all the, the Central Cardinals and Nighthawks, like the guys that are OG, OG, like those guys. They they helped set a foundation for for what everybody sees today. Like nothing, nothing happens without people like them and the very early stages of MLW. Uh, yeah, I can't believe I forgot about Steven, Steven Gethard and FT Wiffle when I said that. Um, that was oh, no. boneheaded. Yeah, they, um, they, they were big inspirations. Like, that's that's how I got the idea to play Wiffle in the first place. I think I saw a YouTube video of theirs in, like, 2009 and then made the YouTube channel that following summer and put started putting up videos in 2010. That's, that's how it all started right there. Yeah, and FT Wiffle has remained... Um, it still has 5,000 subscribers, and I think, you know, it had a little resurgence a little bit. I know people were um, talking about, uh, you know, um, you were talking about it on uh, Pipe It Up when Pipe It Up was, like, originally uh, getting started, and I think it grew it grew a little bit with a little bit more subscribers, but um, obviously it's died down since then. They haven't made a video in, like, 10, 11 years, something like that. Um, you know, it's sad to see for, for sure. Yeah, no, all those guys are probably like 30 years old. Their, their wiffle ball days are behind them for sure. Funny story though, I actually reached out to Stephen Gethard, who was like the founder of their league. Uh, I reached out to him last year, pretty much saying like, I don't know if you know who we are, who I am, but I just wanted to say thank you for giving me the inspiration like 10 years ago. This is what we've done as of now. Like we have this huge fan base now. It's all stemming from, from your idea of pretty much playing wiffle ball with your friends in your front yard. Like, and he, he thought it was really cool, so I thought that was something cool to mention. Yeah, um, and uh, I, just going back to, like, um, you know, you talked about the original players, and uh, something that I don't think a lot of people know, um, going into the archives of uh, League lineup here, you can actually find the original signatured uh, rule book for MLW uh, signed by Scott Brown, uh, Zach Hopman, uh, Trevor Hopman, uh, Brian Brown, yourself, Tommy, Rachel, Brendan, Daniel, uh, Chad, I believe Jack, and uh, Dalton. Uh, so that's a really, really cool detail that I thought, um, you know, it's, it just shows you, like, you took, like, three years, or I guess two or three years to make a rule book. Um, but uh, it was, it's definitely something cool if you uh, look back in the league lineup that's yeah, no, I think we had I think we had an original one in 2010, but every single year we'd have to modify it. So that's the modified version. But you know, obviously after like three years, we just stopped updating it because we didn't think it made much sense. But yeah, I always look back at that and think it's funny. It's like we're the founding fathers or something like that. <laughs> yeah, it's like you got the signatures and uh, John Hancock over there. Um, yeah, but, exactly. Uh, you know, you talked about you know being uh, a sports. Um, you know, just your love for sports, um, and, uh, how you major in it, um, and, you know, you're, you're from Michigan, so, uh, things are not looking so great over there, you just traded your star QB, um, but, hey, man, hey, Michigan basketball, though, that's what I'm focused on right now, I don't care about the Lions right now, 
No, I don't care about the Tigers. I know we all suck, but hey, Michigan basketball, that's where my, uh, that's where my focus is at right now. I mean, uh, I've heard a lot of MLW uh, players say, like, all they want from Matthew Stafford is just for him to get a ring. Um, yeah, I, I agree, I agree. Uh, you know, he's been treated pretty poorly, uh, that's for sure. As a, as a Bears fan, uh, that's, uh, that's, um, we've definitely beat up on Stafford, uh, multiple times, as in, uh, hurting, uh, as in hurting him with words, that guy probably kicks our butt every single time we play him, um, but, uh, you know, obviously you've also been involved with, um, you know, uh, ML, just, I guess, MLW as of now, um, and, uh, you know, how, how is it, how does it feel, I guess, to, um, you know, not to go back in circles here, but, uh, I guess, is the draft gonna be, um, as, like, more, I don't know how to phrase this, but I guess more centered around managers this year? I, I don't. I don't even know where. I, I think I chose the you wrong mean, like, set of words. You mean like how how impactful you think like the new draft class will be? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I think so. Um, I mean, obviously, last year's really really hard to beat. So, I mean, that's probably what I'll say towards that. But there's still some really good talent in this year's drafts. We have a pretty good idea of like who's gonna go where. Like I talked to all the managers. We kind of all have like our eyes on guys. But, um, <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Twenty twenty draft class was insane. But this. This one we have right now is not too far behind, and it's a good mix of a little bit older guys, some young guys, guys that have you know a lot of baseball experience, some that don't. Um, and yeah, managers they're very involved. Um, every single one of them I've had phone calls with, and keeping everybody in on the loop. Our group chats always popping with trade rumors and and proposals and stuff like that. So yeah, definitely um, all the managers are very involved this year. Yeah. Um... I'd, I'd like to apologize for uh, being a uh, pretty much overdramatic yesterday um, with the uh, Brendan Schultz trade rumors. Um, you know, uh, Jimmy actually texted me about that, and he said that was not the trade proposed, um, or else I, I think he said, like, he, he never said specifically because he was like, I'm not sure if I can tell you, but, um, you know, uh, I, you know. Right, I like, be... I like my guys not leaking anything. Yeah, um, and obviously Drew's drafting at number eight. Um, he's drafting the goat. Um, you know, he's already talked about it, but he's drafting the goat from Illinois. He's drafting Gus. Uh, what's up, podcast? Uh, the, the goat, Gus. Um, but not if, not if, not if we get to him first. That's all I'm gonna say. If Tommy drafts him, we're gonna be unstoppable this year. That guy can hit out of his mind. Um, but uh, you know. Um, obviously, I guess just last question here, um, obviously, uh, Wildcats, I mean, I already talked with you how, uh, what you look forward to as a commissioner, but what do you look forward to as a player, um, on the Wildcats and also as the captain? Um, what do I look for as a player as a Wildcat? I'd say just come into the Meadows, ready to play, have fun, um, but at the same time, be kind of, like, serious about the way you go about it. I mean, like, after all, you're you're in this video for in a, in a video that you know hundred thousand plus people are gonna watch. They're gonna want to watch something like an entertaining product, and you know I just tell my guys like let's just go out there have fun, let's play some smart wiffle ball, like like you know just just see the ball hit the ball and play well on the field. Um, and most of my guys they always they pretty much always buy in every time they come to play. 
guy, a new guy like Sailor last year, he picked it up super quick. I mean, that first series, I could tell Sailor was going to be a great player just by the way he was like um, acting on the field and his, his all his like uh, mannerisms and stuff like that. You could tell that he took wiffle ball seriously. I mean, that's that's the biggest thing. Maybe just like take what we're doing seriously, but also at the same time have fun. That's like really the two things to me. Um, and also, uh, how do you think? Obviously, going into this draft, um, you know, uh, uh, there's a lot of people that are going to be coming in too. But how do you think the people um, gelled with their teams last year who got drafted? Um, you said for last year, yeah, the yeah, oh, everybody gelled with their teams really well. I thought. I mean, it's not it, that usually doesn't happen with leagues and in in different sports all across the country. But you know, think of a guy like Norp who came in with the Diamondbacks and he had to great season had a lot of fun traveled with us to illinois and stuff like that made friends with everybody in the league like that just truly warms my heart as the commissioner and um you know think of a guy like uh bottom with the mallards who really was like a borderline all-star he had a very quiet underrated season you know he's very involved with tommy now they talk a lot uh, a lot now and and then especially like the gators i mean two two draft picks coming in you know winning and gelling well with zerlag zerlag he's always in contact with them i mean i couldn't really ask for more last year in terms of how well everybody's personalities like gel together and fit within like the MLW brand. Like I can't really ask more for anything like that. Yeah. It's really awesome that you guys implemented the draft. Um, you know, it definitely allows for uh, people who wanted to get in for years, um, to, uh, be allowed to, uh, I guess play MLW too. Um, so Cal, thank you so much for, uh, hopping on. Um, and, uh, any closing statements, um, for anyone who's listening? Oh, man, just I hope you guys are excited as I am for this upcoming season. A lot of stuff in the works. I don't want to give everything away too too, too much right now, but, um, you know, just stay tuned. May, first week of May, we haven't announced the exact opening day, date yet, but it's coming. It's right around the corner. I'm super pumped. All right, that's the first time that I've that anybody's ever heard that it's actually going to be the first week of May. Um, so, um Anyway, so thank you so much, Kyle. Um, Thank you guys so much for listening, um, and uh, we'll catch you next time.